0: United States
1: Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. In 34 days, Americans will vote in the midterm elections. A little farther down the road and a little farther afield are the upcoming elections in Ukraine, March of 2019, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We want to put those in perspective. What's at stake and what do you need to know about them? Jonas Clay is a Senior Program Officer, Global Practice and Innovation at the United States Institute of Peace. He is tweeting at Belgian underscore in underscore D.C. and joins us. Jonas, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Tim. What are the issues that are, um, you know, th- this is not just about the fact that an election is taking place. There's no Democrats, Republicans, et cetera. There are obviously key issues. But what is it that people in this country need to be focused on, especially with the most, uh, I guess, the one that's closest to us, which is Ukraine in March?
0: Well, um, you're right. And the presidential elections are, are scheduled for, for March in, in Ukraine. And, and the U.S. Institute of Peace, we, we work to prevent election violence and in many places around the world and and we definitely have some concerns about these these upcoming uh, elections uh, in in Ukraine Um, let's not forget that Ukraine is already in a state of of war the east of the country is is no longer under control of of the Kiev government insurgents supported by Russian troops are are holding that territory so elections will not even take place in that part of the region because of security uh, concerns But across the the rest of the country, there are also many other violent actors, uh, a lot of weapons uh, on the black market. I want to point out, for example, the the far-right nationalist movements across the country, uh, particularly in the West, who do not shy away from from using violence uh, against activists. Um, And there's also an important dynamic at play. With the expected rupture within the Eastern Orthodox Church between Kiev and the Moscow Church, which is an item that may be exploited electorally, and pensions may certainly rise because of this split as well.
1: I wonder is a public opinion at one time there had been a split? um in ukraine people live living closer to the border actually had in some ways more loyalty to russia and people who were a little farther away had a little different sense of things what is the sense within ukraine right now
0: um i i think people uh there's a lot of voter apathy across the country the major uh, candidates within these uh presidential elections particularly um, are not very popular uh, they're the same faces that uh, they've seen for a while again the current incumbent uh, president Poroshenko is not very popular in some polls he's running even in single digits um, and there are a few uh, candidates uh, that, that do seem to be doing a little bit better um, but I think much of, of the Ukraine population is hoping for an outsider uh, to enter the race um, people are fed up with, with corruption, and, and um, I'm afraid that also this electoral process may not uh, go by untainted, and that may just further aggravate the frustration and anger that the Ukrainian population has.
1: Is it your sense Ukraine is still under the thumb of Russia, or at least is trying to get out from under the thumb of Russia?
0: I believe there are serious concerns about Russian interference in these elections. Uh, obviously, they would rather not have a uh, very pro-EU or, or pro reform-minded uh, uh, presidents uh, win these elections. What I must say, though, the split that you mentioned earlier uh, within the electoral field is less pronounced this time simply because many of the voters that tend to be a bit more sympathetic to Russia won't be able to go and vote because of the conflict uh, in the Donbass region in the east. So the remaining portion tends to be a little bit more pro-Western-minded. Uh,
1: Jonas the Senior Program Officer of Global Practice and Innovation. Uh, he does a lot of research and analysis on the prevention of electoral violence and mass atrocities. Let's look farther ahead to, you, to uh, the Congo. Uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo has its elections, I guess, uh, December of next year. So one wonders exactly what is brewing for that upcoming choice of the people.
0: Um, the, the elections in, in Congo are already coming up uh, this December, so they're a little bit uh, um, um, coming up a little bit closer than the Ukraine elections. Ukraine also has elections, parliamentary elections, in October uh, next year. Uh, but for the elections this uh, December 23rd in, in the DRC, uh, they have been postponed uh, several times already. Um, I think the, the international community and the broader region was, was quite relieved when. Current president, Kabila, decided not to further exceed his mandate. And he picked a loyalist, uh, Emmanuel as uh, the candidate of his uh, PPRD party in the December uh, election. So that kind of removed the immediate sense of, of urgency and, 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 and crisis concern around these elections. Uh, but I, I would uh, argue that the cost is far from clear. Uh, DRC remains a very complicated country to uh, organize elections in. Uh, the institutions are all poorly prepared. There's, there's massive humanitarian challenges and, and still some overwhelming logistical hurdles that have to be passed now less than three months until Election Day.
1: And speaking of which, you may, this may be a little outside your area of expertise, Jonas, but is it your sense, it, just if you want to just take these two countries, Ukraine and Congo, is it, is it internal pressures or is it external meddling that makes it more of a challenge to keep these elections running more smoothly?
0: Uh, I would say in both countries, it's a combination of, of both. I think in the DRC, it's primarily internal challenges. You have um, um, for a long time, of course, uh, um, longstanding conflict in the Congo. There's very limited capacity to even organize uh, elections across such a vast uh, territory um the leadership in, in the congo no longer wants the un mission uh to be even present uh, Monuk, uh or to even um, help organize uh, the election so MONUC in the past played a very important role in um, um, distributing the voter materials uh, um, much of the logistics were, were covered by them uh, that won't happen this time um, but that's there's a lot of, of other challenges evidently as well i think we're primarily concerned in the drc about violence against civil society and political repression. And that's been confirmed by a uh, UN Human Rights Council report that came out a few weeks ago.
1: And does the U.S. have or should it have more than just a rhetorical role in this? In other words, it can say things, it can make speeches, but should the U.S. have a more concrete uh, participation in these elections in any way?
0: Um, I think the U.S. has already played a, a quite a strong role, particularly when it comes to the DRC elections, making sure that they actually happen on time. Uh, as I mentioned um, uh, earlier, President Kabila had been playing a bit of a waiting game. He had already exceeded uh, his, his mandate. Uh, and I think pressure from um, Nikki Haley in particular has been quite um, um, forward-leaning in making sure that these elections actually happen. So... Uh, it seems that December 23rd we'll, we'll, we'll go through, um, but there's still a lot of work uh, that needs to be done. I think, in addition, there's an, a very important role to play um, for the regional actors uh, in, in, in the Central Africa, um, the SADAC countries, as they are called, uh, South Africa, Angola, Zambia, play also a very important role in making sure that uh, um, tensions are mitigated uh, to some extent. Um, but obviously, the West is, 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 is uh, it's needed that they coordinate uh, with those countries uh, quite closely.
1: Jonas, I appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tim. That is Jonas Kleiss, who is Senior Program Officer, Global Practice and Innovation at the United States Institute of Peace, focusing on analysis and prevention of electoral violence and mass atrocities, upcoming elections in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the DRC. Uh, That is December of this year, as well as Ukraine March of next year. Wanted to get his perspective on that. Joining us here on POTUS. And he is tweeting at Belgian, B-E-L-G-I-A-N, underscore in, underscore D-C. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.